Witches. I'm Jono. And I'm Dominic. And this is Jabber. All right, welcome to Jabber. Today we're going to get into politics. Now, Jono and I are nowhere near political scientists. We're not lawyers. We do not have an education, a background in this. We simply watch the news and get these notifications from Twitter. Yeah, on our I, I do read. I mean, I do too, but it doesn't. sometimes it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> we do have a friend of mine that's going to be coming in, Mr. Eric Angelo. He is going to be breaking things down for us for... He's going to stupefy it. <laughs> I guess you can call it that. Yeah, totally. And uh, But before we, we do, please, you know, whether you are on the left or whether you are on the right, doesn't matter. Get out and vote. Yes, the mail-out ballots do go out October 5th. So if you get one around that week's time, make sure you mail that out immediately to make sure that your voice is heard. That's right. And uh, we are not biased. We do not favor one side or the other. We're I do. here to, I don't know, I can't say the same about our guest. He may or may not. I don't know. But I'm going to stay as neutral as possible and be respectful for our Republicans who are listening and our Democrats and everything in between, including the people who don't get, give a fuck at all. Good for you. <laughs> okay. Alrighty, guys. We're going to get into our segment. We have a special guest, Mr. Eric Angelo. Hey. Hi, guys. What's up? Hey, how are We're you? Good. How are you? Super good. Awesome. So, Eric, um, Dominic, you, you don't... You I don't know, know anything about Eric, so let's so, let me know. I also, I don't know anything about Dominic, so I, you know, just looked you up on Instagram. Uh, thoroughly scandalized, thoroughly scandalized. Yeah, he, he did a, a back image search, so he already knows everything. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is also one of my models when he was living in Los Angeles, and uh, he's actually, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but he's actually my mermaid. That oh, I yeah. yeah. On the cover, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've... I, and let me... And that shoot was, like, surreal. That was absolutely <laughs> the best thing ever. I was like, I get to be a full-ass mermaid with a crown? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And when we were shooting it, you were kind of like, what do you want me to do? Wait, I'm going to imagine... <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining I'm looking down? And I was just like, okay, just stand there kind of like balance yourself on one toe and we're going to get it. <laughs> yeah, it was great. There, there was a lot of Photoshop involved, so... Uh, just a little bit. You know, just a little, just a little bit. bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it took him an hour to trim my pubes, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, wow, that's, that's, uh, that's a, a big job, apparently. Yeah, it's, there's a lot down there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, let's get to the show. We're talking awesome. about politics. Yeah, so I really wanted to bring Eric along mm -hmm. because he he really does have the ability to dumb it down mm -hmm. for me at least when I yeah. when I had when I had questions with you know like the f four years ago about like the elections and stuff like that. Eric really did help me put things in perspective for me and okay. to really help me understand things a lot more. And that's the reason why I really want him to be on here for that reason. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I, uh, I'm i currently in, in law school, so uh, I don't know, maybe 2016, like, radicalized me, <laughs> and I yeah. was like, I need to do something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I go to George Washington uh, University Law School out here in Washington, D.C., so I'm definitely in the heart of it all when it comes to the 
politics. So I'm I'm in my Hollywood bubble, so I don't really know. So do you take like political science uh, classes and stuff? Um, well, they're all um, really specifically law related. Oh, okay. So from the perspective of. Uh, for me especially as a litigator so this is like the side of the law where you're actually bringing cases to court mm-hmm. and trying them uh, ultimately what I would like to do is a white collar criminal prosecution so uh, I personally think that a lot of the biggest problems in our society are caused by people who feel entitled to abuse the, the financial markets and the tools that are available to them to vast amount of wealth that's sitting at the top. And it's like these people who already have so much still uh, want to take advantage and, and break the rules that they wrote. So um, mm-hmm. so I went to law school in order to tackle that. But along the way, my classes, you know, they range all over the place. And it's sort of inevitable that you're going to have these really amazing discussions with absolute experts on these huge political questions that are coming up every day. Um, so that's that's been one of the best learning experiences for me. Yeah. And I have to just say, like, on a side note, I just want to say congratulations to you on, oh, on, yes. on your engagement. Honestly, when I saw that video, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, yeah and, no, I, I just got engaged at, about two weeks ago now. Oh, wow. So. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, I'm very excited. My fiance Colin and I are. It, it was interesting. You know, I posted him in front of the Lincoln Memorial, and um, Washington. It was yeah, and it was Sorry. just trying to it, it, trying to make it all work in these times of COVID, and everything was um, interesting. But it turned out really cute. I sang him a song. Um, it was definitely a memorable thing. Also, um, if you guys want me to do your engagement photos. Oh, yes. Yeah. If, you, if you need me to fly out for anything, I'll do it for you. Oh, me? you're the best. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, okay, yeah. so we're going to get into these topics here. Mm, yes. yes. All right. Yes. So, I want to know, where do you think we stand currently as a nation? That is like such a hard question to answer because the thing is, I didn't write it. No, I think I, I mean it's totally fair, but I think the answer is, of course, like on a precipice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also try to be realistic about this. So we're we on pins face, and needles. You no, know, I mean <laughs> we face like really unprecedented challenges, and we have legitimately someone in the presidency that it demonstrates you know, authoritarian, like, dictatorship tendencies. Oh, yeah. And I don't know that we've ever, have we ever had that before? I mean, not on this level, I don't think. No. So, on the one hand, we're at a very delicate time in our history where the choices that we make literally over the next month will be, um, you know, a big determining factor in what the rest of our future is like. Yeah. But this is the other thing, I think. It's a little bit historically inaccurate to look at America today and say that um, it's like unprecedented how how bad it is. Uh, if you look back, like we've had a really troubled history. I mean, you you can go back a 
few dec every few decades we're in crisis. You know, it's World War Two or it's the Civil War. It's um, slavery. It's all of these things are a part of our history. So um, trying to get through them, uh, getting through our current crisis, it's what we're good at. It's what we've always done, and we always tend to. Um, bend toward a, a better union, a better country. And I, I think that we have the capability. I think we will ultimately do that. And I think people in a few weeks will make the right choice yeah. and will end up um, removing this president. Yeah. How important do you think it is to, to make sure that the Trump administration does not win another term? Oh, gosh. You know, I mean, I think it's incredibly important if, if anything the last four years has taught us, it has to be that um, the job of president is incredibly important and putting someone completely inept in it uh, has huge consequences. I mean, he's a one-term president and he's already very probably going to have selected three Supreme Court justices for the court. That's crazy. I have and to know. The, oh, everything else, you know. Um, do you, is, I mean, does our vote count? I know it's a silly question, but do you think it does? Like, Donald Trump has said himself, oh, it, it's rigged, the election's rigged. Do you think that that's true, or, or what? Um, I think that it is true, although not in the way that he says it. I think that elections do tend to, um, be structured to favor, uh, one side or the other. Uh, in this current election, you're at a point where the rules really favor Republicans. I mean, you have the Electoral College, and for those of you who don't know what that means, is just that um, rather than the raw number of people nationwide voting, deciding who becomes president, instead it goes state by state, um, uh, generally. And uh, in the popular vote within that state kind of like selects um, how many electors? It's just this very archaic and, and complicated system that ends up favoring states with smaller populations and um, and hurting people who live in places like California. You know. Yeah. Wow, you should have been a teacher. <laughs> I know, right? Well, no, seriously. Like he he really like gets you to understand it. Would you recommend that you know like the the voter ballots, the mail-in ones, do you think those are more going to be more effective in this election? Well, I think they're really important right now because, of course, on top of everything else that we're dealing with, the, the semi-normal aspects of, like, uh, the political system, you've got COVID on top of it. Yeah. And uh, one of the most important things that we can do is make sure that everyone has access to the ability to vote. Um and uh, for many people, it's, it's a very real concern going outside today, going in places where other people are. And, um, and it, it's kind of crazy because it affects more than just the safety of people standing in line because uh, less people are willing to volunteer to work at the polls. And that means that lines will be there for longer, that it'll take even longer to vote. It's just going to be a lot more difficult to vote in person this year and um, and so I think mail-in ballots are very important and they're also perfectly safe so I think that's just an overblown yeah. um, exaggeration that mail-in ballots will lead to fraud or anything like that yeah. 
Um, Mail-out ballots start to go out October 5th. So everybody out there, make sure that you are registered to vote by mail and make sure that you get that ballot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel... It, uh, so it, let's just say this was to happen. Another term was... It, it, another term hits the fan. How do you think it's going to affect our community? All right, so Trump was reelected. Uh, I try not to think that way. I try to be an optimist. I mean, do you think this will, like, turn into, like, Nazi Germany? I mean, that's what the left is saying, and I don't disclose yeah. where I stand politically, but, because um, I don't want to, you know, I want to keep a that's sense good. of history. No, yeah, be, uh, be a neutral arbiter. Yeah, I am. I really am. And I, I just, I, I'm yeah. not. I, I am very open. And the, the, the thing is, that I am not a, a, I'm a registered Democrat, but um, I'm not such a moderate Democrat, right? I'm, I'm more of a, of a Bernie bro, if I'm honest. And, yeah. um, and so having a candidate like Joe Biden leads to some issues for people, because even though I support him, I will be voting for him. I encourage everyone else to do so. I also recognize that he's not the ideal candidate for me and I don't think that he'll run the country in the way that I would prefer that said um, I think I think everyone is adult enough to hear that uh, the alternative to Trump is still not perfect and still recognize that a Trump presidency a second Trump presidency would be so much worse like oh my god Um, you know I think that there's a lot of power that a second term president has uh, that a first-term president doesn't because there is, like, this known quantity of time. There, There's nothing holding you back worrying about a re-election campaign, right? So um, for those, can- those uh, presidents that win two terms, I think it gives them a lot more power. And as much as you've seen this president not care, <laughs> apparently, about the consequences of his actions um, so far... Uh, you have to assume that really all of the, the binders will be taken off of him uh, when he knows, well, I've got four more years, I can do whatever I want. Like, it'll be hard for him to kick, kick me out now. Yeah. So do you think this president makes it okay to be racist and hateful? Well, I mean, uh, you know, obviously it's never okay to be racist and hateful, but right. it certainly makes it feel like uh, certain behaviors are okay for some people, I think. And, um, you know, I get it, actually. Uh, a, a little known fact about me is that I was actually super Republican. Um, <laughs> all the way up until when I, when I moved out to LA, I think I still claimed to be Republican until I was like 23 or so. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, you know, president of college, Republicans, the whole works, right? Yeah. Uh, so I understand where people are coming from when they uh, when they say they're Republican, um, because they believe more heavily. To, they they tend to believe that uh, personal responsibility is very important, and um, and that makes them feel that it's okay if you see other people hurting if you see other people suffering and you don't step in to help i think that's where things become problematic is they're like well uh you know self-reliance is so important so you need to be able to just pull yourself up by your bootstraps 
um, just like I do. But what that does is it ignores the vast history of inequality that we have in our country and the fact that many people are just not able to pick themselves up by their bootstraps in the same way that you are. So when you have someone at the top glazing over all of this and um, and the, the real inequality that still exists in our society today, it makes it feel logical, it makes it feel loud to be racist because in your mind, black people have all the same advantages of what, as white people do. Like, the law is written to protect them just as much as, as me, a white person. So um, the, the concept there has been any, any problems that they have, higher crime, whatever, that's their personal choice. And that's not the reality. That is not the country that we live in. Yeah. I have to tell you, too, when I was 18 years old, my uncle took me to the DMV to make sure that I was registered as a, as a Republican. And, and, you know, like, I didn't have a father figure growing up, and so he was, you know, trying to, like, motivate me into a certain, you know, like, brainwash me to, like, you know, like, for his values and whatnot. I, I just, I was just like, mm, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll just sign the dotted line, whatever. And it wasn't, it wasn't until when, 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 when Obama came into place, it was. And then when, sign the dotted Yeah. And it, it wasn't until like when Obama was like, oh I was like, God. okay, yeah, like I know who I'm voting for. I know who, who I'm striving to, you know, like to benefit. When it came to like, when I, when I saw what I was registered as, I was in shock. I was like, how am I this? Mm. You know, You're like I don't remember this. Yeah. This. Yeah, and it was it, it's something that were like you, you you weren't a Republican because you that was off of what you're you're based off of the, what your beliefs were. That was something that you were taught, correct? Well, I mean, yes, of course. I started as a Republican because my family was. You know, I grew up in Texas. I grew up. Um, in a rural community, everyone was a Republican. Yeah. Um, but I also thought that um, at the time, you know, back in 2008 and everything, I was a McCain Republican, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to think that he is uh, a lot different from, um, I know he's, he was a lot different from the current Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though I would disagree with him on a lot of policy positions now, I think that he was a man of conscience. I think that he really yeah. believed what he was saying. Well, and so, I mean, gosh, that's the bare minimum, right? Is at yeah. least believe your own bullshit, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you feel about Cindy McCain, how she's backing up Biden right now? Yeah, I, I, it's so weird, right? Because it feels a little bit like a hostage situation. I don't know. It's like, how bad you have to have been to this poor woman's dead husband for her to like switch over to the other side and, and literally back a, a Democrat when her husband ran for president as a Republican. Yeah. It's just wild to me. I mean, good for her for yeah. being willing to do it, but I guess that just speaks to the, <laughs> I do have to the say, terribleness um, of Trump. I think, tell, I mean, tell me if you agree or disagree. Uh, I feel like if I tell a Republican that I'm a Democrat, hypothetically, um, 
they're they're like, okay, cool. But if I tell a Democrat something and I'm like, oh, I can see I can see what they mean, they get so mad, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think that perhaps the difference is that in my experience, Republicans have a um, intellectual superiority complex where. <laughs> If you tell them that you're a Democrat, they think you're dumb, but they're like, they don't necessarily think it's evil. They just think that you're uh, an idiot. So they don't really hold it against you, per se. Uh, this, right, this is right. the ones I've met. Whereas if you tell a Democrat that you're a Republican, they're like, you're both dumb and evil. Yeah. <laughs> My family still is active Republicans. And when I, I, I don't even try to argue with them anymore. But when we do have a, a discussion or, you know, like a comments or exchange, there's still the, don't you understand what you're doing? What you're doing is wrong. And it's like, and it's like, uh -huh. like, um, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be <laughs> taking really? you. Yeah, I'm not going to. That's gonna be, so interesting. Yeah. I, are, are you just like, you know I'm also gay, right? So maybe we should like exactly. double down on it. Exactly, and and it's just like I'm like, do you not realize what your party stands for and how and, and what you're saying, what you're like, literally what what my uncle said to me a few months ago. We need to make sure that he gets back in office again, and I'm like, no, and I, that, I was like, I am not gonna have this argument with you. I am not gonna go down this road with you. It's not the time or place, and I don't wanna, I don't, I don't wanna cuss you out right now, mm. and. And, and that's very mature of you, Donna. Yeah, surprisingly. And and <laughs> with, with that being said, you know, it's just like, how like how do you still like believe in this man? Okay, but for the benefit of the doubt, do you do you guys feel that that he's done anything right, just anything at all? Like, I can think of one thing, but I want to hear what you have to say first. Yeah, I'm just like, if you could see me right now, it's like my. Eyes rolling up into the back of my head as I try to rack my brain. For right, well, here's mine, okay? So okay. I don't know if yeah. you know this. I mean, obviously you don't. We just met today. But this is, I don't know if you know this about me, that I'm obsessed with two things. Dick and apple. <laughs> <laughs> no, the JFK assassination and Titanic. I'm obsessed, okay? <laughs> And when I die... I feel like this came out of love. No, no, it didn't. It's, okay. So when okay. I die and I go to heaven and Jesus says, you know, and he, you know, he says hi and he welcomes me, I'm going to say, Jesus, I want to know who killed JFK. Is there a conspiracy? That's what I'm going to ask, the first thing. So I, I just want to... I feel like a good thing he did was releasing the JFK assassination files and exposing that there was a conspiracy. Some people told me... That, that, no, that's actually really bad that he did that. I forgot why. But, I mean, I, I was interested in that. Wait a second. Did he do that? Or did he they did. just hit their natural expiration of classification? No, new documents released because of him in, like, 26, 2017, I think. And, oh, really? And then they, you know, after that, the History Channel did documentaries on it with this new information, and they discovered that the FBI and the CIA you know, knew certain things, you'll have to watch it, but yeah, that was something that I really appreciated. We need to check our sources. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know about that, but I mean, now I want to look into look it. Look it up. It's so yeah. interesting, yeah. 
So was it Lee Harvey Oswald or, or like the base name? No, no. There's a second gunman. He was hiding in the grassy knoll behind the fence. He shot a third bullet, which hit him in the neck. And there was like smoke and people saw that. Um, that's a whole other episode. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm I'm super interested. Me too. Uh, so so that has has he released anything on Titanic? Are you still waiting on that? Still waiting. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. You no, know, I mean, I see. <laughs> I remember from the 2016 campaign that somebody asked Hillary Clinton about releasing information on like aliens in Area 51, and she was oh, like, "Well, yeah. I would look into it." And I'm still waiting, right, for Trump to. Yeah, he did. He I released mean, the no, video, didn't he? No, uh, Obama was the first one to look into that, and he really? said that there was. He didn't release any files or anything like that, but he just he wanted to know about it. That was like the first thing he did, mm-hmm. and he said. That he, oh, well, I don't blame him. And he um, said that there was a whole lot of nothing. So I don't know if that was entirely true. They just true. released a video a couple months ago of a UFO. Oh, the Navy, the Navy. Yeah, the Navy. Yeah. Now, was that something Trump related? Did he encourage that, or was that separate? Um, so typically, those types of decisions would be made at the Department of Defense or oh, okay. the military service level. Um, uh-huh. I mean, maybe he asked them too. I don't know but it's probably more likely that it was a decision made at the pentagon but um and and i for the record the only reason i know anything about that is because i'm an army reservist as well so yeah i got i got a bunch of different hats there but she's uh, like a cake i have not been made aware of any alien information and that's very disappointing if i'm ever elected president i mean the first thing apparently just like obama i'm just gonna sit down the joint chiefs of staff right and i'm gonna be like um, spill the biggest tea you have. Right? <laughs> like, I just want to know the drama. Right. Oh my God, can we make that happen? But wait, so did you think like, of no, anything? Like, no, seriously, can we make that happen, Eric, like 2030 or something? 2030. Perfect. <laughs> they usually have law degrees on this line. Yeah. So yeah, what What was any, did you, could you come up with anything in, in your head? Uh, oh, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. We were supposed to uh, say nice things. Um, well, I think that uh, Trump has uh, it, for the record, I think he should do more, but I think it's commendable that he has um, put a bit of a focus on criminal justice reform. It's something I'm very passionate about. Um, I think it's deplorable the way that America is the number one country in the world in a lot of ways, but also number one in um, incarcerated people and people in prison. It's insane. And we need to do uh, major work to reduce reduce the amount of people in the criminal justice system. Uh, Less people should be in jail. Less communities should be um, torn apart by uh, mass incarceration. It's just something we need to focus on. And he actually has allowed that to be, uh, you know, a topic on the forefront during his administration. And I think that's really good. Hopefully it'll put pressure upon ideally a future President Biden to um, also prioritize and go further on criminal justice reform. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like, see, this is the thing about talking about this stuff. For the sake of your podcast, I want to be funny and I want to be interesting, but I'm also like, well, hey, I do have to say, <laughs> no, honestly, we need to educate. And, you know, like the, the, the main purpose of, of me having you is messages. because I want to tell him. 
is, is because, you know, like, you're able to make people, un uh, at least with me, like, you're able to use your words for me to understand you. And, like, I, I forgot where, where we're at. We're at an event or something, and you were able to explain something to me where I was just like, I, I totally get what you're, what you're saying. And it was serious, but, like, you're at the same level. You come down to a level where you can help me understand, and I'm pretty sure everybody else feels the same way. Uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, first things first is that there's no, like, wrong uh, starting point or knowledge level to be at when it comes to politics and government and those types of things. Uh, the funny thing about our government yeah. is it's supposed to be a representative democracy, right? It's supposed to be that you have highly educated people who you trust, that you elect and you trust, and they take care of it. Everyday people shouldn't have to be getting into the weeds and into the minutia of uh, policy decisions. It's only because our leadership is so bad that we have to worry about this stuff. Um, so I think that anybody trying to follow up and like hold their leadership accountable and like make sure they're involved in the political process, um, it's not like a lower level or anything like that. It's just. Um, it's just the starting point. And so uh, finding somebody who can explain stuff to you uh, is, is like, crucial. That's, that's something good that, that you do, is you try to um, learn and you seek out opportunities to educate yourself. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I went out with this guy a couple of weeks ago, maybe months ago, actually, by now. But um, he was a Republican, Trump supporter, Oh, God. I honestly didn't care because, one, he was kind of fat, and two, he was a Trump supporter, so nobody in West Hollywood would want him. And, oh, my God. Um, no one would try to steal my man, so that's kind of good. Well. Um, so I have some messages here uh, from him, and I want to get your opinion. Oh, God. All right. Let's do it. I'm looking for it. Hold on. Um while he looks for that, I have to ask you, what do you think about gay Republicans? As I like to call um, them, Republicans. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, back in 2016, I did, like, a YouTube video with a gay Republican, right? Mm -hmm. And we, like, had a mini debate um, over Trump versus Hillary and, like, a lot of the key topics in that election. And it was, like, one of these things where I guess I'm, like, <laughs> your date, Dominic. Uh, this guy was really hot. I mean, frankly, so it was like, oh, you know, uh, and, and I was definitely sleeping with him. So I was also like, you know, it, it was definitely a hate myself for doing this sort of situation. But the other, the thing that was so strange to me about this gay Republican is that he is not an idiot. It was like instead that he was willfully ignorant like this is a smart guy like an engineer who's like had everything going for him but it was like he chose to look at the world in this very weird way and he also acknowledged that trump was a complete mess but it was like i think he just wanted to watch the world burn and he also honestly didn't believe that there would be any consequences for him it was like yeah he didn't worry about getting fired for being gay or having, you know, the right to be married taken away. He just didn't fundamentally think it was a real thing that could happen. Yeah. Um, 
and maybe that's part of the thing with gay Republicans or Republicans in general is like they ask for crazy stuff that I'm not convinced they actually want um, because they think they're never going to get it. So it's like they asked for Trump because it was like an insane thing. Like, what's the craziest thing you could do? Oh, I know. Let's have that guy who ran the apprentice and like can't get a uh, big tan that goes all the way to his ears. And let's like make him president. And it's like, no one's ever going to actually let this happen. Oh God. Oh God. Wait, they did. And now we have an orange for a president. (laughs) I have a, I have a pretty close friend who is still to this day, a gay Republican. And I cannot get into any conversations with politics with him. I get so furious because his reaction to everything is, it, it doesn't affect me, and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get married to, um, I'm not gonna get married down the road. And it's like, well, what about everybody else that lives in the community that strives for those freedoms? And what, like, why are you so against or, or not understanding, you know, like the human decency of what, what pe- the basic needs that people want? And then his reaction to everything is just, you know, it doesn't affect me. So what does it matter? And it's, 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 it's selfish at the end of the day. You're, You're not, you're only thinking about yourself. You're not even thinking about other people that live in this nation. And to top it off, to top it off, he's not even, he's not even white. (laughs) And and, and so to me that, that, that just like, it, it mind boggles me. Because it's just like, how much self-hate do you have that you don't even see, like, how, how much hurt you're, you're doing to the society, but not only to the society, but to yourself? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think it's surprising when you've got, um, I think what's surprising is when you see these Republicans that are, like, Democrats that just decided to become Republican. Like, in the midst of this presidency, there's, like, that walk-away movement or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? Because if you grew up Republican, if you've always been Republican, I get it a lot more because you're like, well, yeah, shit's hitting the fan, but I don't want to abandon the beliefs, essentially belief system I've always had, right? But Mm -hmm. then people who are, like, switching now, I'm like, damn, girl, were you just, like, waiting for the racism to come out of the woodwork? You're like, now I will jump on board. Like, what? Like, my grandpa, you know, he's posting photos in the Make America Great Again caps all the time. Like, he has Make America Great Again caps for all of his dogs as well. Which is, like, don't bring the, don't bring the children into this, honestly. <laughs> but, um, you know, okay, but he's old as hell. And he's been this way for forever, so... You know, I guess I get that. But, like, I'm sorry. You're 24 years old and live in California. Like, how are you going to become a Trump Republican now? That's so weird to me. Yeah, so backwards. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to take a little nap right now, and we're going to come back and have some closing thoughts. Were you ever taught when you were young? If you mess with things selfishly, the bound to come undone. I'm not the only one that's been affected and resented. Every story you've spun, and I'm a lucky one. 
there are people worse off that have suffered enough haven't they suffered enough but you can't get enough of shutting down systems for personal gain fighting fires with liars and praying for rain do you get off on pain we're not pawns in your game Commander-in-chief, honestly If I did the things you do, I couldn't sleep Seriously, do you even know the truth? We're in a state of crisis, people are dying While you line your pockets deep Commander-in-chief, how does it feel? This was Demi Lovato singing Commander-in-Chief, an original song that she wrote. We recorded this before the song came out and I thought it was a beautiful song that needed to be <laughs> in our podcast with everything that we're talking about. But anyway, let's get back to the show. So, uh, Eric, what do you think of Republicans that are actually voting for Biden? Oh, yeah, you've got those, um, uh, oh, what's it called? The Lincoln Project, right? Yeah. Um, you know the the drama. Oh my God, the drama of um, of uh, what's her name, uh, Kellyanne Conway, uh-huh. husband George Conway, like runs the Republicans Against Trump group, right? Um, I admire them, and, and for the record, this is a um, like my parents are are like this. They're the anti-Trump Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, however, my parents are also the type of Republicans who cannot swallow voting for Biden, so they'll probably vote for whoever, like, the libertarian candidate is, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I acknowledge, I admire Republicans who have enough ideological consistency to realize that Trump is no real Republican. Like, I may disagree with Republican ideology, but Trump is not the Republican ideology. He's not close to it. Biden is closer to traditional Republican ideology. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I admire them in that way. I, I think that um, that uh, people who understand voting for the greater good in a general election, um, I think they're they're on the right side because the thing is, I think everybody should vote for their like deeply held beliefs. Um, the candidate that best represents those. And I think they should vote for them during the primary. Yeah. And if their candidate that matches their belief system doesn't win the primary, that is a damn shame. But it doesn't mean that you just get on board with whoever is, um, you know, apparently representing your party. You then have two viable candidates to choose from. And you should pick the one that is going to be best for America. So Republicans that are on board with getting uh, on the on the Biden train, by all means, welcome. Yes. Do something right. <laughs> Do something right for once in your fucking life. Come on, we're not <laughs> we're not in South Korea or North Korea. I don't know which one, which which is the bad one. North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> North, we're not North Korea. <laughs> So I can't find these messages, but basically he said something like, you know, uh, what you get, what you, what is it? What, what he says is what you get or something. You get what you pay for. He, no. <laughs> he said, uh, you know, he, he says it like it is. He doesn't lie. He's not swayed by politics. He's honest. He tweets. What? What? This is the what? first. He said he's done. 
doesn't lie. He says this is the first president that we have who is actually tweeting things and being honest about where he feels the country's headed and what he wants to do. And he's like, he's a businessman, and he's gonna, he's changed the economy. He's done more in four years than Biden's done in forty-eight years. Uh huh. Uh huh. All this shit. So I said, oh, well, he's on. I guess honest Abe can go fuck himself because he's I like know. the most. And you know what? Person. I was just like, okay, are you buying dinner? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, God, I don't know. People like that. It's like. Worms for brains, right? I don't know what to say to someone who honestly believes that Trump is, like, truthful in any sense of the word. I mean, at least that Republican, uh, gay Republican that I interviewed four years ago, acknowledged that Trump was a liar. But uh, that he was a liar, he was unreliable, but that he was a, a better choice than Hillary. And I was like, I mean, that's terrible reasoning, but at least you're being you know, forthright right about the fact you know he's a liar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, um, uh, here. Right here. What does it say? What do you think this means? Huh? Read it right here. Hold on, I gotta pull it up on my... I don't have my glasses on. Uh, what is it? Second to last. Second to last. What do you think this country needs? Yeah. Oh, so hey, I have a question. Uh, what do you think this country needs right now? Like, the most important thing. Oh my god, um, probably to get laid, we clearly have a oh, lot yeah. of sexual frustration. Um, I don't, you know, what does this country need right now? It needs, um, it needs comprehensive reform. It needs people to get involved. You know, the thing is that, uh, a, a lot of Democrats chose to blame people who voted third party in the last election, um, because it was such a close election. And I, I acknowledge that frustration. I understand it. But the fact is, 100 million Americans didn't vote in the last election. That's a huge percentage of the country. And what we really need is for people to be involved. I mean, the bare minimum is making it to the polls. Mm-hmm. So what do we need? I honestly think we just need people to get out there and be a little bit more involved. So that's going to the polls. That's finding the problems in your own community and volunteering a little bit of time to help fix them. Um, it's, it's communicating with each other uh, in, a, in an honest and open way so that we can try to meet each other's needs so that we can understand each other a little bit better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to be able to recover? Yeah, absolutely. I think this country has an incredible history of recovery from extremely difficult times. You know, like I said earlier, uh, this isn't the first time we've been in crisis. We're familiar with crisis. If anything, we live in it. So we do have the capability to recover, but we shouldn't underestimate how hard it would be. This is going to be something that's really difficult, and it's incredibly important. So uh, when you're dealing with a country that's going to be fighting against you, that means you have voting districts where um, the lines are specifically drawn so that, for example, um, if you had five districts and they were all just evenly divided, you might have, uh, you know, three of them be Democrat and two of them be Republican. But if you slice them up so 
though there's just enough Republicans in each district and you dilute out the Democrats, you end up with five Republican districts. It's a real thing that's going on. Um, so what you see is a system that's unfair and it's working against us. So we have to show up overwhelmingly to fight against these really systemic issues that keep our, our voice from being heard. And uh, that starts with each person going, and it also involves dragging your friends with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I actually, before we close off the show today, I have one question. It's very important. If, oh. if you could go on a date with one president ever, who would it be? Oh, my God. Wow. I feel like I should consult with my fiancé if we're going to be entering a throuple. I but... can say this. My, <laughs> probably for me, maybe, I don't know. George but Washington is kind of interesting. Oh, 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 no, you're going for the conversation. I see. Um... No, I, I, I think that, like, if, if we're going to, you know, get a little freaky after the date, then, it, like, the only choices are JFK oh, or yeah. Obama, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. those are the only choices. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it, you can go back through history looking for a deep cut, but frankly, I just don't think Rutherford, like, behaves is going to do it for you. So. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe, like, facial hair. Somebody know, told but, me uh, Abraham Lincoln was totally gay. Uh, yeah. Is that true? Well, I mean, we don't really know. But is he on Grindr? But he was. Like, didn't he uh, live in, like, a little cabin with another man, like, sleeping in the same bed? I didn't and hear that. And people were like, they're such good friends. Oh. Right. Okay. Right. Yes. Got it. I mean, yeah, it, 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 that's fine. It's uh, I, I, Some people... Uh, okay, Grandma. Still say like that. My fiance and I are is, like they introduce us as friends, and I'm like, ma'am. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I think a date. I think uh, uh, you know I'd probably go with JFK. He seems cool as hell, and if he brings Jackie O along, oh you know, yeah, little, little double date. Yeah, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I'm on board with Obama. Really? Yeah. Who, I mean, honestly, I think I'm just happy the way I am, single. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, no, you you got to date a president, for sure. I mean, if the opportunity arises, you, you don't say no. Hell, I would go on a date with Trump just for the story of it. I'd be like, this was the he worst He might grab you by the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might grab you by the pussy. for every party for the rest of my life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Also, he has a tendency to pay off his date, so that's a side benefit. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's good with his hands, I heard. Ew, stop. Ew, ew, ew. We've gone too far. The joke has gone too far. <laughs> it's true. We're I've too heard little, these things. Oh, yeah. Every day we stray further from God's light. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I just looked down right now and I realized that you were on my shirt right now. Is that him? Yeah, that's him in heels. Oh my god. Oh my god, wait, am I naked on your shirt? Yeah. Yes. Oh good. Wow, where's my shirt? (laughs) I I, I actually turned that shirt that you sent me into into a crop top, so I'm like, you know, walking on air in my heels. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's all about it. Yeah, it takes a certain level of confidence to wear like a shirt with your own naked body on it to like the club, but I um, am proud that I possess that confidence. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Eric, for coming on and, you know, like giving us your insight with that. And honestly, it it helps. It actually really does help. I feel so, like I just got, you know, a Harvard education. And if I have any <laughs> questions, I will contact you. <laughs> Please do. Slide into my DMs for your questions. <laughs> on this democracy. Yes, thank you. Um, always welcome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. Where do we follow you? Oh, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Eric Commando. E-R-I-C-C-O-M-M-A-N-D-O. Yes. All right. Also, make sure you guys follow him. He has an adorable puppy. And yes. she is, oh, you know, he, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's a he, Ollie. He's yeah. a good boy, mostly. He is adorable. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to talk. You too. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope everyone was able to enjoy this episode and have a lot more insight on today's issues. Yeah, I really liked how he explained everything. I thought it was really good, but, you know, I'm I'm no, you know, political science major and I'm not a lawyer and I don't really know. I'm just, you know, I'm just a Hollywood guy. And I felt like I've learned a lot through that. And he really explained everything very clearly. Um, Obviously, there's going to be people on the other side who disagree. um, But I feel like he explained things in in an unbiased way. He presented us with facts. And that's what's important. Yeah, I'm glad. Also, this weekend is Halloween. Please be safe. There's tons of things to do as far as virtual shows, movies to watch. Maybe you guys could even do a small group and just stay safe. I agree. And if all you end up wearing is just two masks and heels, hey, that's all right by me. Two masks? What What does that even mean? Yeah, one for your face and the other for the goods. Happy Halloween. Don't forget to go out and vote if you haven't voted already. Our lives depend on it. Don't forget to vote. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. We're going to leave you with Kelly Rowland singing Commander. Featuring David Guetta. I feel like the DJ is my bodyguard. You see the way he keeps me safe with the treble in the bass. I feel free enough to party hard. This dress won't go to waste Feels like I own the place, yeah VIP to be the boss You see the way these people stare Watching how I fling my hair I'm a dance floor lover This has been Jabber Podcast, produced by Dominic Albano and John O'Madison. Sound by Jose Gallo. Do you have a question or inquiry? Send us an email at jabberpod at gmail.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram at jabberpod. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Stories and mentions are not meant to hurt anyone and their subtitle parties.